Good morning, Zero Collective family. Thanks for joining us today uh, for this virtual worship service. Hope you guys had a great uh, time to just be together at Christmas time as families and just enjoy each other's company. I know that's what our family uh, was doing, and so I'm um, excited to be with you today. We're at the very last worship service, December 26th of the 2021 year, which is hard to believe. Uh, we've survived this year and made it through. And so at the very last uh, service of this year, I'm thinking about, um, as we look forward to 2022, how do I grow spiritually? That's what we're going to talk about here for the next few minutes. Maybe you're thinking about some goals you want to have, some things that you, you want to do in this new year. How do I grow spiritually? How in the world do I make 2022 a year where I reconnect with God, where I grow closer to Jesus in my relationship with him? And so um, I, I, in thinking about that, I was thinking about the fact that there are certain types of growth, certain ways that I grow that I don't have to be intentional about at all. For instance, at the beginning of 2021, I made a goal that I wanted to try to lose 10 pounds over the course of the year. And on December 26th, I am really, really happy to be able to report to you that I only have 14 more pounds to go. And so I'm doing really well. My weight is a form of growth I don't have to be intentional about. My weight will grow on its own by itself without any effort on my part. Um, another thing, every Christmas, my wife and I, we look back at pictures of our four boys over the last several years at Christmas, and we're always amazed at how they grow. Um, we don't have to be intentional at all about our kids' growth. All four of my boys are taller than me now, and I'm just shocked at how they just keep growing and growing. We don't have to be intentional about that at all. Uh, another form of growth I'm not intentional about, every single spring, um, I'm trying to like plant grass seed and, and grow grass in parts of my lawn that don't work. And yet, when I can't get grass to grow there, in the middle of my driveway, in a crack, you know, grass will flourish and somehow grow without any effort on my part at all. And so here's the observation. What I've noticed is that usually the kinds of growth that happen that I am not intentional about, that's the kind of growth I don't want. Uh, the kind of growth we don't want is usually the stuff that just happens on its own. But the kind of growth we do want is the kind of growth that we absolutely have to be intentional about. Um, for instance, over the next year, if I wanted to run a marathon, which I do not, but if I wanted to actually run a marathon in 2022, I would have to go on some sort of you know, training program to grow my endurance. I'd have to be really intentional about doing that if I wanted to be able to run a marathon. Um, you know, in the same way, if I decided I wanted to learn a new language, you know, I didn't have to work really hard to learn English. And there are some people who think I still haven't mastered the English language. But if I wanted to learn a new language at this point in my life, I would have to be really intentional about trying to learn how to, how to speak in a different language. And so uh, the kind of growth we want in our lives always requires intentionality on our part. And spiritual growth is like that. As we think about how do I grow spiritually in this new year, it requires us to be intentional. And so here's what I'd like to, to do. I want to share with you a reality about spiritual growth. And then I want to share with you a principle of how do we grow spiritually. And then I want to ask a question about your life and your spiritual life and your spiritual growth as you think about this next year. So a reality about spiritual growth, a principle about spiritual growth, and then a question about your growth spiritually. So first off, uh, the reality, the reality about spiritual growth is that there are obstacles to spiritual growth. 
there are obstacles that we have to overcome when it comes to spiritual growth. In Mark chapter 4 and Matthew 13, Jesus talks about this. He tells a parable uh, that we've come to, to refer to as the parable of the sower. And, and Jesus is talking about a farmer who is scattering seed. And he talks about how this seed is scattered on four different types of soil. And Jesus tells us, as reflecting on that parable, he tells us the seed represents the gospel message and how the gospel message takes root and grows in our life. And he talks about these four different types of soils. And the third type of soil, Jesus talks about it, it lands on uh, the ground, on the soil, and then it, be, it sprouts up quickly, but then some things begin to choke it out. There are these obstacles to the growth. And, and many people, many scholars believe that that third seed represents the seed of this age, of the church, and of the culture. And here's what Jesus says. These three obstacles, he says, what choke out the gospel message is the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things. So the worries of this life, that's our anxieties, the things that keep us up at night, the deceitfulness of wealth, that's money and possessions, and then the desires for other things. So the ways that we compare our lives to other people and say, man, I wish I had their life. I wish I could get what they have. Those are the things that that actually will choke up. Maybe you actually know the gospel message, but those are three things that will choke the gospel message out of your life if you don't be intentional. And so what we have to learn how to do, the reality is we have to learn how to be intentional of, with going to Jesus with those things. When worries and anxieties come up, we turn to Jesus instead of our own thoughts, instead of our own ways of dealing with it. Um, when uh, wealth and possessions become a focus, we have to submit that to those things to Jesus, and we have to learn how to allow him to have control over those things in our lives. And then the same with the, with the different comparisons and desires we have where we compare ourselves to others. We have to come back to Jesus and say, what do you have for me specifically in my life? There are obstacles. That's the reality. There are obstacles to spiritual growth. The second thing we know is that there is a cost to spiritual growth. There are obstacles to spiritual growth, but then the principle I want us to understand is there, are, there is a cost to spiritual growth. And again, Jesus talked about this. So in Luke 14, Jesus is walking along, and there's a very large crowd following Jesus. And this crowd has been there. I mean, they, they've been there. They've seen his miracles. They've experienced all the blessings of his teaching and everything. And this has been a great experience. So Jesus has this huge crowd of people. And in Luke 14, he turns and he begins to talk with them about the cost of growing spiritually, the cost of discipleship, the cost of following him. And he's, he's essentially, he's kind of, you know, whittling the crowd down in a sense to those who would be really true followers of his. And this is what he says in, in verse 28 there. He says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, Everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build but wasn't able to finish. And then he says in verse 33, in the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. So what Jesus is doing here is he's talking about being all in with following him. He's saying what you have to do is you have to, you know, be all in and be completely committed. Don't start something without counting the cost and knowing what it's really going to cost you. He's saying, count the cost, 
know uh, what it's going to take, and then commit yourself. Be all in to what it means to follow after Jesus. Dietrich Bonhoeffer talked about this concept in his famous work, The Cost of Discipleship. For those of you who don't know, Bonhoeffer was a clergy person in uh, Germany during the time when the Nazis were sweeping across Europe. And he talked about something called cheap grace in the cost of discipleship. And cheap grace is the idea of, you know, embracing forgiveness, but without really changing directions at all with your life. So I get forgiveness, but I make absolutely no changes in my life. And he, he called that cheap grace. And this is what he said about cheap grace. He said, cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship, grace without the cross, grace without Jesus Christ. And really, when you, when you think about it, there's a cost either way. The only thing that costs more than following Jesus, ultimately, at the end of our lives, is the cost of not following Jesus. And, and so... There are obstacles to our spiritual growth. That's a reality. That's why we have to be intentional about our spiritual growth. But we have to embrace the idea, if we're going to grow, that there is a cost to discipleship. We have to count the cost, and we have to be all in if we want to see God move in our lives and, and if we want to grow spiritually. So last, I'd love to wrap up with just a question. As you think about your life, as you think about this next year that's to come, uh, the question I'll, uh, that I want to ask, and I'm wondering if you're asking, is can the church help me grow spiritually? So can the church help me? And the answer to that is yes, absolutely. The church can help you grow spiritually, but it requires you to still take ownership of your own spiritual growth and uh, see your spiritual growth as something that happens within the body of Christ. So let me read this to you. This is Ephesians chapter 4. The writer Paul is speaking to the church in Ephesus about how we grow spiritually in the body of Christ. And this is what he said. He says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. That's the goal of growing spiritually, that we have become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every, res in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Okay, so there's this myth in modern spirituality today. And the myth in modern spirituality today is this idea that I can grow spiritually without any other person. I can do that totally on my own without any other person. And that's just ridiculous. The Bible actually says the opposite of that. We don't grow spiritually in a vacuum with nobody else around us. We grow in the context of community, of relationships with others. And so this passage we just read here in Ephesians 4 shows us that Jesus himself gave us the church and then he gave us each other in order to help us with our different gifts and our different roles, uh, help us build each other up is what it says in love until we reach unity and maturity in the body of Christ. That's the picture we're given in the New Testament of how we grow spiritually. 
And that's what we're called to do. So uh, if I could, I'd love to just take a moment as we think about, you know, this past year we've just been through in 2021 uh, in the Zero Collective. And I just would love to just celebrate for a moment a few of the ways that we've seen at each of our different churches that happening, the way that people have grown together in unity and uh, grown spiritually together. So maybe some of you are watching right now and you're in Wayland, you're a part of New Life Church there. Uh, some of you are on the north side of Grand Rapids, you're part of Frontline. Some of you are in Comstock Park, you're part of the Story Church. Others of you are in Byron Center and you're part of, of Center Church. And so I just want to celebrate a little bit. Uh, the lead pastors of each one of the churches gave, gave me some of the things that they're, I just asked the question, what are you guys celebrating? over this last year. And here's what they said. Uh, at New Life, uh, Brad was, was talking about how in addition to the growth on Sundays, New Life has experienced a lot of growth on Sunday mornings with new people coming to the church. Brad talked about the faith steps that the church has undergone. You guys at New Life, you, you've taken some faith steps to expand your space and um, to make more room for the growth that's happening on Sundays, but also to launch an essential store very much uh, like what Frontline has had over the last several years. And this essential store is you know, serving the community and it has more than doubled the one year goal you guys had in the first two months, which is absolutely incredible. And it speaks to just the need that the community has and the way that the church is stepping into that. Um, there, Brad also talked about how there's a high urgency on evangelism and invitation. So a new life, we're just, we're celebrating with you. That's an incredible thing to, to just be able to say that, that we've gotten to be a part of together with you um, over this past year as we've seen God move and bless at New Life Church. Um, uh, John Gorvette was talking about the things that they're celebrating at the Center Church. Um, in this last year, the Gideon campaign, which was the financial campaign for the new facility, um, not only hit the financial goal, but exceeded it. You guys actually went above the financial goal that was needed for the new space. So you moved in in the summer to your new facility. Uh, you were, you've been connecting D Church people to Center Church. Um, John was saying that, that you guys have experienced the highest normal Sunday attendance that you've experienced in five years, and that there are right now nearly 50 people in groups. Many of them are brand new, and the Center Kids Ministry just keeps growing. And so, again, we're, we're celebrating with you. That's an exciting thing to see, the way that God has stepped in as you guys have come together in faith and trusted him and the way he's provided for the future of Center and the way you guys are going to continue to impact Byron Center. It's just going to be amazing to watch in years to come. Uh, the Story Church is the newest church that has just joined us this, um, this summer. And so one of the things we're, ce we're celebrating is just that you guys joined us. And um, so, the, so you got a, to be a part of us with the collective, and we're walking that journey together. And uh, Kyle was talking about how in the last year you guys started a ministry called Hand to Hand uh, in the community, helping kids um, experience uh, lunches over the weekends who, who need help with that when they're out of school uh, during the week. That ministry has doubled and then this summer, you guys, for the first time, launched a VBS within the community that just saw tons of kids from the community come. And so it's just an incredible thing to see you guys beginning to take those faith steps and grow together. And so we're celebrating with you and excited for the future. And then at Frontline, um, as of the re recording of, of this message that we're doing right now, there are 167 people that have signed the Jesus banner this past year, indicating they've entered a relationship with Christ. And that's not counting our Christmas services that just happened. So uh, praise God for that. We've seen just a ton of people take steps to trust Christ with their life and, and, and follow him. And then also we've seen over 340 people participate in sent events for our year of serving to just step out of the four walls of our church and go serve in our community during 
this time that frankly has been uh, just a really difficult time in our community over the last year and a half with the pandemic and everything else. And so th those are some of the things we're just celebrating over this last year. And so here's the challenge I, I would just love to leave you with. As you think about 2022, I wanna challenge you to be intentional with your spiritual growth this year. And so just what we just talked about, I wanna challenge you to count the cost of what that's gonna mean for you to, be, uh, to grow spiritually. And I wanna challenge you to be all in, just to be all in uh, with what it means to grow spiritually and challenge yourself in those ways. And then lastly, I wanna challenge you to get involved. Whatever church you're a part of, Center, New Life, Frontline, the, uh, the story, I wanna challenge you to be involved. Uh, if that means serving in, in an area of ministry, if that means joining a small group, if that means participating in a SENT event or, or some missions opportunity, get involved. It's the, the best way we grow is when we grow together. So thanks for joining with us. I'd love to just offer a prayer um, as we close and uh, thank you for being a part of the Zero Collective. I just really believe that God has put us together to journey during this uh, season of our life and, and the season of the church. And I'm excited to see where God's gonna take us for the future. Would you pray with me? Lord, I just thank you for this time we've had together to just reflect on not only this past year and all the ways that you've uh, provided for us, God, for the ways that you've blessed us, for the ways that you've allowed us to see your spirit at work changing lives and changing hearts. But at the same time, God, I just thank you that we are in this position where we can look forward. And God, I just pray for every single person watching um, virtually right now. I pray that, that this next year, 2022, would be a year of spiritual growth in our individual lives, in our families, in our churches. I pray that we would grow closer to you in an abiding relationship with, G with you, Jesus, that we allow you to have full authority of our lives and that we trust you and that we follow your spirit to take whatever faith steps you call us to take. And God, we will give you all the glory that you deserve as you accomplish your purposes in us. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.